This is it. We're rolling. This is episode 407. Wow, congrats. Thank you. No Laugh Track Podcast here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. I'm Justin Severson, and I am here with someone uh, I haven't talked to since. It's Andy Haynes, and we haven't talked to Andy, I mean, besides the last 10 minutes. June 5th. 2013 Wow, is the last time you did this podcast. So that points out two things. Holy shit, I've been doing this since before 2013. <laughs> and it's been a long time since you've been here. Yeah, I I think it's that's that's like shocking how long it's been. Yeah. I, I need to go back and make sure that I'm not telling any of the same jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I've I almost without fail go back when people come back a second, third, fourth, fifth time. I listened to the uh, most recent episode that we recorded together. Uh-huh. I didn't bother doing that this time. Yeah, thank you. It's I been appreciate way it. too long. I cringe even just thinking of listening to myself from 2013 i have no interest in doing that whatsoever yeah i was uh completely i man i can't even imagine what i talked about it was like i said this is episode 407 that was episode 53 and all i have and i'm going to read you the uh the description of that episode okay Uh, we talked about your young days as a pro skier okay getting married okay timeless uh-huh. Taping your uh, Comedy Central special, and uh, you uh, were, were writing for two shows at the time? Yeah. Ridiculousness and TBS's Ground Floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I write for neither of those anymore. I don't think those... Well, Ridiculous will never go away. Ridiculousness is like a, a strain of a virus. It only grows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> they will never take that show off the air. If you look at it like a visual schedule of uh, MTV, it is it is metastasizing the ridiculousness virus. Oh it my is, god! It yes, is most of their programming, and the producers are like, "We're gonna make more. We're gonna make spinoffs." Yeah, uh, they barely have time to uh, air Teen Mom anymore because ridiculousness is on so. Flora Bama Shore is suffering right now because of ridiculousness. Not getting the attention it deserves. That um. That show was weird as a writer, too, because you would spend all day writing, and then you would go to set to, to like, you know, supervise the script, basically, and Deer Deck would not use any of your jokes. He thought all of your jokes were dumb. No. You could, it could be the funniest joke in the world. I mean, he's a billionaire skateboarder. He has, there's no relation to my logic, to, you know what I mean? He just, I'd be like, it's, uh, you know, it's like a common like thing that kids are saying on the internet. So just like it's, it's an acronym, and he'd be like, I'm not saying that. And you'd be like, cool, 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 boss man. Uh, yeah, no, I, I wasn't even uh, sober back then. I was like still like a huge pothead. Um, I probably was high when we recorded the podcast. I was always stoned back in 2013. You know what? I just learned that about you uh, recently in the last 24 hours because I listened to you talking to Joe List. Oh, yeah. On Mindful uh, Mental, whatever the heck. Mindful Metal Jacket? Mental Jacket? Yeah. Something like that? I should know the name of it because I listen to it occasionally. But anyway, I heard you say that on his podcast that at that time you were doing everything high. Everything. Including what I just brought up, your Comedy Central special. Yeah, I didn't mean to get high before that, but I, I, had, no co- through a- I, I had no coping mechanisms back then, and I was so stressed out, and I, it was like the days of like um, when you could only travel with like uh, edibles, and yeah. so I had like all these like weed goldfish, you know, like the, the goldfish crackers. Oh, of course. And you couldn't like gauge the power of them, so I like... Two hours before showtime, I was like, I'm going to eat one of these. It's going to calm me down. I'll be fine. Yeah. 
just one one goldfish and nothing happened obviously classic story with edibles mm-hmm. and so i was like oh, just, bunk. yeah this is i'll eat a couple more just to make sure right and then like right as i was walking on stage i'm like sitting in the wings of the stage and i hear ladies and gentlemen and it's just like Andy Hayes. <laughs> it's just like fuck. No, <laughs> no, oh, no. Yeah, so that was uh, that was those days. Yeah, I've I've uh, gotten divorced and remarried. Yeah, uh, Ditto. gotten sober. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Yeah. And uh, I also live in New York now. I left uh, I left Los Angeles for the uh, the big city. Sure. So you're probably living in L.A. back in 2013. Yeah, I, think, I lived yeah, in New sure. York. 2008 to 2012 and then i moved to la for six years okay and uh i had done the tv writing thing but um i was i was one of the few people who was not able to combine a career of uh being a full-time pothead and a tv writer a lot of people are successful with it but i was a mess and so i i i got worse and worse writing jobs it was like i got like the big sitcom job with the parking spot and then it was like, then I had to go back to ridiculousness with my hat in my hands. And then they were like, we got a spinoff for Nickelodeon. And I like went and did that. I was, I was just like a mess. And uh, eventually I was like writing like Instagram content for like a financial company for millennials. And, really? And getting like the 1215 spot at the comedy store. And I was like, I got to make some changes. Yeah. So I went back to New York to just focus on stand-up and best decision I ever made. Did you see the news today? Their uh, recreational marijuana is coming to New York. Good for them. That's great. Is that it's, great? I mean, everybody smokes. I, it is not a hard... Well, the city of New York, it's it's decriminalized. Right. Like, a cop can't... A cop will be like, fucking go home. You know, like, or, you know, yeah. they probably... That's... They'd say that to me, to a, a black teen. They'd be like, why do you have cocaine? And then they would reveal cocaine that they had on them. Uh... But uh, <laughs> it's it's not like I mean it's New York. It's not there's rednecks and conservatives in in parts of the state. Uh, people I shouldn't say rednecks. Rednecks love weed too. But uh, it's it's there's in the city of New York. People I've seen countless. I've seen a full train with a guy rolling a blunt on his lap. Like it's right. nobody gives a shit about weed. <laughs> it is not a problem. Uh, I th- would like them to criminalize the teens that sit on the stoop of my apartment and roll blunts and then right? smoke in the vestibule i would like them to go to prison but but everybody else you're welcome to smoke pot these kids need to learn a lesson the hard way huh? they're assholes they threaten my wife i was like but not like in a in a serious way they just called her like a bitch or something but my wife is i i couldn't threaten my wife so i don't think i'm gonna be able to protect her either so <laughs> It's fantastic. You uh, did something. You got married during the pandemic. I did. I had a pandemic wedding. I matched my mask with my cummerbund. Come on. Not cummerbund, uh, bow tie. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Not many people uh, did, you know, scheduled get togethers with people like that during a pandemic. We kind of had like a, a loose pod like of comics that we knew were taking it seriously and also getting tested regularly. And also we had kind of, we'd kind of spoken with um, our family about like the plan. And so it was like, we we definitely like, we invited, I don't know, a hundred people. It was an outdoor wedding. It was in a city park. 
Um, it was kind of guerrilla style. Like we didn't have permits or anything. So there was a chance you would have been uh, escorted off the property. Yeah, but it was like three months after BLM. The cops in New York had like taken uh, a, a, an advisory role in the city. <laughs> I literally went up to the cop right before the wedding started, and I said, "Hey, we're gonna have a wedding right here." And, and the smoke cop, pot. Yeah, and we're gonna let. Well, there was probably like a NYU student uh, freebasing salvia next to me, um, <laughs> but. Uh, he was just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, literally, I don't care. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, we're going to do that. Um, and it was, it was amazing. We, like, had um, some friends playing live instruments, like, playing, like, Stevie Wonder song. Is like, And it was, like, a classic New York cab pulled up, and then she got out. And everybody in the park was, like, also, like, you know, for such a cl- cynical city, they all were like, a wedding, you know? like Oh, sure. Um, people were taking pictures. Uh, homeless guy gave my wife some art, uh, <laughs> which we sanitized very quickly after it was handed to us. It better be up on a wall. It is. It Fridge, is refrigerator. It is in a like an office space kind of area. Okay, but um, we we I mean we were like semi safe, you know. But I there's always that degree of risk, and I, since then, you know, a lot of the people that were at the wedding have had COVID and been fine, or now they're all vaccinated. Sure. But me and, um, I haven't said yet, my wife is Rosebud Baker, a very funny comic. If you know me, then you definitely know her. Um, You probably also maybe don't know me and you know her (laughs) because she's she's very popular. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) she um, and I were like, well, we got engaged. You know, like our relationship moved very fast. We were like dating. The pandemic hit. We got engaged. And then it was like, I guess six months after we got engaged we were just kind of like let's do it now to kind of like make it like our whole engagement and wedding part of this like pandemic thing because we'll never have this like moment where the city's all ours yeah very true yeah very true uh also not many people get their uh engagement written up on the the washington post when i'm doing my little research for the podcast here yeah you got written about in the washington post yeah how did that happen fuck the new york times uh styles page uh (laughs) well because i think we started the podcast that we do together find your beach we started it like the day that the pandemic the quarantine started yeah and so we were kind of getting buzz off of that because it was like um, we were doing it every day because, you know, at that point we were like, well, this won't go on that long. And then like, you know, I think 60 days in, we were like, this is going to be a bi-weekly podcast because <laughs> we were just, you know, by the, the end of it, I think we're just like reading out like, you know, Proust's theory or whatever, <laughs> like we just calculations where like our brains weren't working anymore. That's like the, uh, the Sklar brothers started a podcast at the beginning of quarantine and oh, it was really? an hour long at the beginning. I checked back uh, a few months ago. No, it's like 25 minutes now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just like too much. Yeah. And we really, I, I think it worked at that time because everybody was locked inside. Oh, yeah. Everybody was going through the same thing. But um, the, it, it gained buzz. And this writer from the Washington Post like wrote us and was like, hey, we would like to feature the podcast. 
And we were like, oh, cool. Well, we also just got engaged. And so we got this nice little, it was in the magazine, which was cool. Because we didn't just get the, like, paper print. We got the, the like, magazine print oh, version of it. Oh, like the, the uh, it's like an insert. Yeah, yeah, saying? we got the insert. And we have a bunch of those, a bunch of copies of those magazine uh gathering dust in the storage container and then also we have a framed one it was it was cool yeah i love the first paragraph on the first day of being locked down together comedians rosebud baker and annie haynes started a daily podcast on the third day they got engaged and on the 12th haynes started feeling a little bit under the weather and then it just goes from there love it yeah love i it, did i didn't ever get confirmed that i had covid but you know when you get sick at the same time as the rest of the world you're kind of like this is probably COVID. Yeah. I, I had a fever for 18 days. You know, I just found out this morning. Uh, the you know the Minnesota Wild, the hockey team. They yeah. had Zach Parise was out last night with COVID. I just found out they only have five players on that team that haven't had COVID. Yeah, five out of the whole team. It's pretty contagious. I don't know if Jesus. you've heard. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard uh, this COVID thing is going around. Uh, uh you. Mm. No, I think that's probably. I think about it now because like. We were all so careful at the beginning. I mean, I was like washing my grocery bag. I was going outdoors with gloves on. I, I was wearing like a mask and a face mask to grocery shop. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you're like, all right, if I'm going to get this thing, I'm going to fucking get this thing. And I also, I, I, for the, you know, because you can't do the road, I started working at the moving company that I used to work at yeah. for the most of the pandemic. And uh, so I'm going in and out of people's houses. And I'm going in trucks with other guys who so I can't, like, vouch their safety levels. I never got sick again, and I'm vaccinated now. But I want to say that w we probably have the same odds as the group of people at our wedding for who got either vaccinated or has gotten COVID. It's probably five people who haven't gotten one or the other. Yeah, probably. Like, I know two people from our wedding that got COVID, like, last week. Oh. You know? But they were like, it, the, the whole careful thing was over, right? Everybody stopped, and they're like... yeah. One of them went to Puerto Rico and was just like, you know, I think like, you know, topless in a bar. And the other one uh, was her dad. And he, uh, you know, he's a he's a Republican, but he's uh, he's like a logical one. Like he t he did take it semi seriously. But the second things like started normalizing, you know, he was like having drinks with he was having mint juleps in Georgia on the golf course. Oh, I uh, did a little. I, I I too do a, you know another uh, a la labor job. Oh, cool. uh, I'm a house painter, like interior, exterior yeah. stuff like that. Same deal. I go into Great people's job. houses all the time to get in a car with somebody else. That was one of my favorite pre uh, comedy job jobs. Really? Yeah, I used to get stoned and huh? I would paint a house. It was, I mean, that was the going to a New York apartment and just like put on like music and. Uh -huh. Oh, great job. Yeah. Great job for your 20s. Yeah. Also, if you run it yourself, mm -hmm. that's a you can make a, a killing. It, it can be lucrative, absolutely. Definitely like the task rabbit thing I think really like marginalizes your your income because they they make it competitive, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that how you do the is that how you're doing moving jobs? No, I work oh. for a company. Oh, okay. And I've worked for this. It was like the company that I worked for the day I moved to New York. Like the day I moved to New York in 2012, I worked for a moving company. Yeah. And then I kept in touch with them. You know, I worked until 2012 and then I didn't work there for six years. And then when I decided to move back to New York, I moved back to New York because I was either going to move to New York or I was going to move to Seattle. And I was like visiting New York to just kind of see friends. 
and Mike Racine, amazing comic, had a room in yeah. his house that he was not using, which is like a rarity in New York. I was like, how much to borrow or to rent that room? And he gave me like a fair price on it. And then I called the moving company and I was like, hey, can I, um, can I pick up some shifts? And I just started working for the moving company. Any of the same people still there? Like, son of a bitch, Andy, you're back. Yep. Yep, there definitely is. There was a couple guys that were like, "We knew it." Yeah, they were like, "You thought you could get away?" <laughs> yeah, we saw you on Conan. Yeah, uh-huh. you thought you were all high and mighty in your Conan days. <laughs> but um, honestly, like the, one of the best things to ever happen to me. I feel like there's this there's this weird thing where comics, especially. Like, nobody ever wants to talk about having to make money doing anything else. Yeah. And there's also, like, show business. So there's, like, comics that, like, work the road, and they just do the road every weekend. And then there's also a lot of comics who, you know, they do comedy almost every night in the city they live in, but they, like, write for a show or they act on a show. Yep. And other than that, nobody wants to talk about anything. They're like, oh, no, 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 I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm successful. I would never, I would never work another job. And um, I'm trying to normalize that because comedy's hard. And I think all these people feel ashamed about like not being able to like New York City is a fucking nightmare to afford. Yeah. You know, it's like you can get like a room the size of your body for fifteen hundred dollars a month <laughs> that you have to share with someone. Yeah. And if you can't if you aren't up to like going to a different city every weekend, you have to like make a living somehow. And uh, I started actually hanging out with um like visual artists, like people that like are artist artists and all of them, all of them had, had jobs. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oh man, I'm bummed. I have to like work another job. And they'd be like, yeah, what do you, what did you think? You want to live in New York and not have a job? Yeah. So anyways, that's no, my sister is an amazing, uh, visual artist. Yeah. She does like these, um, those 3d, uh, chalk drawings. Oh, cool. They're amazing. Yeah. Amazing. If people follow me on uh, social media, I, whenever she has, does something new, I always share it and try to get people to follow her. She's amazing. She doesn't make a living off that. No, no. You, I mean, how could you? Yeah. You'd have to get, like, commissioned by the sidewalk people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there needs to be a city where everything's covered. Yeah. Well, I, you know, Philadelphia is, like, a covered city. Like, they turned a real pretty ugly city, other than all the colonial stuff. It's like a... <laughs> You know, it's like a. Dep- there's not like a lot of industry in Philadelphia, so they've covered like every open wall with like giant murals. Oh, really? Yeah, Philadelphia is great. I think I hasn't think changed their reputation. No, you'll still get your ass kicked <laughs> yeah. for you know ordering the wrong kind of bagel. Uh, <laughs> but I think Minneapolis is like a pretty city. I mean, the downtown. I don't. I haven't spent a significant amount of time, but you guys do a pretty good job with art. Oh yeah, like the Walker. Mm-hmm. That's my my ex-wife. Who I, we're friends, and she's a very funny comic. I'm sure she's worked here, Alice Wetterland. Um, I don't know if she's worked here. She she bothers people sometimes. She has not been on this podcast. I can tell you that. Okay, well, she has, she needs to uh, be nicer to the people at uh, Acme. I think she actually got banned here one time. I, there's I some stories floating around. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to cut that. I like I like stirring the tea. Some stories floating around. Um, By the way, oh, I want to I want to throw this in. Uh, one of the things you were doing when you were here last time, you were staying at your in-laws' house. I was, and you told me about feeding their chickens. Yes, is yes, that, is I that, remember this. They remembering that correctly. I had to like take care of. That's like a hard, you know, like when you stay at somebody's house and they want you to like take care of their animal. It's easy when it's a cat or a dog. Cat, obviously, the easiest. Yeah. 
then sometimes they'll throw in the caveat of like they have to take this medicine and that's like a whole another thing you have to mix it in the in the wet food or you have to like choke you know you have to get like a submission hold on like an akita and (laughs) like pry their throat open um but this was chickens and there was like they kept on being like you know um you do this this and this this is the times if it gets too cold they'll die immediately and then there was also like oh and also like um make sure there i think is it foxes like are there foxes yeah there are foxes around yeah they were like and if you see a fox you know make sure to uh, like scare it away i was like i'm on fox duty now (laughs) like what make the noise of an animal that uh hunts foxes yeah whatever that is i just wanted to like you know save some money on a hotel room and now i'm (laughs) on fox duty did you know in london foxes are like they're raccoons no yeah like the city of london they have foxes like wild foxes and they like go through your trash and stuff but apparently also they go into heat and they scream when they're in heat so you can be in the city of London, and I don't want to like break the mics, but it's a horrible noise. It sounds like a woman shrieking. No. So you can just be in the city of London walking in the summer, and you just hear like, ah, you know, just like, and you're like, oh, is everybody okay? Yeah, should I go check on that? Yeah, and somebody's like, no, mate, it's just a fox. She's Randy. And you're like, oh, God. I don't know if you could help with that, mate. Be like, I'm on fox duty. I know what to do. <laughs> I'm a deputized sh- fox watcher grab my gloves <laughs> i'm gonna throat open i love that hey i uh so i watched your set I, I told you i think before we started recording i watched your set last night via zoom oh thank the you zoom option we have here at acme and i heard you promoting that on your podcast so you're uh you're all down for that people see as many that there's some comedians that have been coming and are not crazy about being on zoom i think there's this like idea that your jokes and i'm not i don't disagree with it but i think there's this idea that like somebody's going to get a hold of your joke and they're going to share your joke and ruin it for your special or something like that but it seems to be to me that i like the documentation of like a joke in process i like to see where a joke goes and i don't usually like you know i record the audio of it but i don't have the video of it and i don't i also i i I don't really care, you know, like when it gets to the special, it's going to be a different joke than when it was on stage when I was like working it out or whatever the late night set or whatever that is. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, it's still a pandemic. So, you know, if you can watch it from your living room, why the hell not? Yeah. I've always wished that there was like an option at clubs that do like showcase because I would love, like, as a comic to just be like, oh, I heard that, like, Louie's going to drop by or Burr or yes. Amy Schumer yeah. or whoever is going to drop by the cellar. Like, I'm at home or I'm on the road. I want to see their set tonight. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. So it's I, I like that option. I totally agree. I also don't, you know, I, I'm not that precious about my jokes because I think it's everything is so ephemeral now with social media. Sure. So if it gets out there beforehand, it's like it's only to a benefit yeah one of the things you mentioned last night on stage is you're traveling with a dog of yours i have a puppy you have a puppy with I, you in i just walked her mouse she was barking at the uh, cleaning lady at the hotel <laughs> luckily the hotel is like very pro pet okay so i lucked out how often how is this is a new thing traveling with a dog have you done that before 
Well, I've traveled with her because, you know, the pandemic uh, couldn't really like leave her and have somebody like coming back and forth to the apartment. I've never done the road with her. Yeah. Okay. Out with with not with my wife. Like when we go on the road, it's easy with the two of us because one of us watches the dog in the green room while the other one is on stage. Um, But this is new. She's like a pain in the butt and she she wants like so much. uh she wants to be she wants to be with me all the time. When I leave her in the room, she starts barking and it's not a nice bark. She's got like a little small dog bark. Oh no. Uh but she's getting better at it and I'm going to go find her like some drugs, like some CBD chews or something like that to maybe for tonight she'll be a little less yippy. <laughs> we have like powerful drugs, you know? We have like real like dog Xanax type of stuff. Yeah, I was like, "Where's he what what are you looking for?" <laughs> but uh it's Grab a bottle from the bar here. Just yeah, go to pour it in the Just give her bowl. a Guinness. Uh, <laughs> but she's like a, you know, it's, uh, I feel bad giving her real drugs. Because if you give her like even the smallest amount, she's just like a junkie wandering around the hotel room. You know, she's like nodding off in a chair. And then she like, you know, is peeing standing up. And it's just, you know, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. She loses her decorum. <laughs> she's horrible at fox duty when she's on her drugs. <laughs> you bet. She lets all the chickens get attacked. <laughs> you know, that uh, that would have been a great uh, sidekick for your <laughs> fox duty. <laughs> I know, definitely. She she is. I do love uh, trap because like uh, the road is lonely, and you know, like you always say, you go on the road and you sit in these hotel rooms, and you're like, well, I'm gonna work on my masterpiece while i'm in you know during the day right and you never do that and then you just end up like you know eating bugles by yourself in bed at night and so it's kind of nice it does give you structure and there's also like this warm little thing that like loves you in bed you know like it sleeps she sleeps like at the foot of the bed under the covers it's great you know i feel like a little less lonely with my It's not like you're out partying after shows anymore. No, I wish. I never, I never ever could party. I mean, I, I, I tried my damnedest. And when I was a single man, I definitely like would turn on the Tinder as soon as I got to the city and try to like set up a date for, but, um, no, it's like, I go back to my hotel room and I watch like, you know, the McCarthy hour or whatever, like, you know, BBC news. (laughs) Last night I actually was learning a lot about Bhutan. Who? Bhutan. The 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 buddhist kingdom oh, in the Mayan himalayas or something Mayan. next it's close to there yeah okay. i'm 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 reading headlines yeah it's <laughs> it's never in the headlines cuz it's like it's like the size of minneapolis and oh, only like 60 people are allowed there a year oh my oh cuz they don't want to ruin their culture i want to br- uh, bring up something else i heard on your podcast well on on your uh instagram as well yeah that you got to a certain number of patreon uh people and you shaved your head yeah you're hiding it right now a little with your hat but it's um well it's been a few weeks i can see it's growing back i uh i'd wanted to shave my head because i was like i've been doing this like kind of architectural uh scam of like hiding my hairline and i was like i also um i would love to when i make enough money i'm gonna just get it fixed i'm gonna go to turkey or one of these like you know third world despot countries and have some doctor who can't leave, who does it for cheap. I'm going to have him do it. Our neighbor's sister just went to Mexico to get, like, lap band surgery. Yeah, tell her to send me their lap band person. (laughs) Maybe they know a good hair guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, you know, I'm I'm not, like, 
some people are very good at like hiding their insecurities and I love to highlight them. Uh, but also, yeah, it was like, uh, you know, you got to give the, the viewers incentive. So we like shaved it live on the podcast. Um, but it's, it's kind of interesting cause I like it. I'm also like a little self-conscious because, uh, one of my viewers like two weeks ago, I think I said this on stage last night was like, you look like the, the cop from the George Floyd thing. Like as soon as I shaved my head and I was like, well, f- fuck, I got to be in Minneapolis in like two weeks. <laughs> this is horrible. Like I got to start investing in hats. You did say that on stage last night. Yeah. I was and like, then this morning I saw a picture of that cop, yeah. ex-cop, and I was like, Jesus, he's not lying. <laughs> I'm just going to get my ass kicked, you know, like <laughs> going to Whole Foods. People are like, there he is. I'm like, no, it's not me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's weird because it's... I shave my head and it's like once you see your full balding like you can't the the jig is up as far as like your youth you know you can't yeah. be like I, I I still got it I'm like one of the kids it's like no you're almost 40 come on oh my in. god we were so before we started recording this I was telling you a dumb story about watching the love boat yeah on yeah. that same episode of the love boat yeah Captain Steubing, uh they were they were getting ready for a costume party later that night and he was going to be um, Cary Grant, uh-huh. Judy, Judy, and they brought him in this uh, wig. And then Phyllis Diller, who was one of the guest stars, it was she was playing his high school classmate. Uh-huh. She walks in; it's the first time she's seen him in decades, and she's got and he's wearing the Cary Grant wig. And then she thinks, like, "Oh, I can't." You've, you've held up so well. And then the whole episode was him debating whether he needs to be honest with her and take off the wig and show his real bald head or leave it on and live up with the uh, facade. So. It's so fun. It's like another one of those things that people are like so insecure about. And I lived in L.A. for, you know, six years where like nobody ever lets themselves like have a blemish. Right. You know, everybody's like totally fine with like injecting their face with like recycled plastic and. You lost um, a hair. You should just cut your head off. Yeah, they're like, oh, you you're gonna want to like fake an accident, go home to Seattle till you can get that hair back. <laughs> Tell um, people it was knee surgery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you got in a yoga accident. <laughs> One of your blocks gave out, and you you broke your collar. Um, but yeah, oh man, it's such a. I've thought about embracing it. Rosebud wants me to go bald, but I like she wants me to like bick it. Yeah. And I am not going to. Uh, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not. No, this is the worst year to be a but like bald like that. And no offense to bald guys out there. I know that you, you know, you have your own uh, cross to bear. But I don't want to be like I'm already like a goofy looking white dude. I don't want to like go out there with a sh- like a bald shaved head. You know, like you know, I might wear like the wrong thing one day, and I walk into a group of proud boys and don't realize I have a yellow and black polo on. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I'm a hate speechist or whatever. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a lot of hats right now. I'm still getting, and not like I have a lot of jobs. I am just, oh. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a lot of different hats to get used to this. I thought about bleaching it again because I bleached it like mid-pandemic. It was pretty gross. I saw it. But I thought about like doing the, like because like all the cool young kids can like bleach their shaved head and then they can like dye it a cool color. And that's like a real like sad old guy thing to do, but I've still thought about doing it because I can just, <laughs> I'm, 
I, I've been auditioning for a while. Nobody needs me on. The, I don't need to lead a TV show. It's fine. I I might mess up my uh, Orkin commercial that I was about to get, but whatever. You, you know. know what a lot of people do? I just realized is they do it. They do the um to balance. It'll be like nothing here, and then full. That's the thing. Facial hair. I can't grow facial hair. <laughs> I think I had a dream last night that I had facial hair, oh, and no. I woke up with this relief of like, oh, I can finally grow facial hair, and now I'm like realizing. No, you still can't grow facial. I definitely had a dream last night where I grew a full beard and I was like, I'm back. Bald face and bald head. It's not, you, that's the thing is like, it's sexy if you can go bald and then have like the light beard, yeah. especially the light beard, but like the goatee, whatever. I don't grow almost any facial hair. Like I haven't shaved for like four days. No. Like this is, I am, I, I must have low T. That's what somebody's going to say is they beat me up. They'll be like, you have low T. My know? grandpa used to say he was bald. He would say that uh, he hit an age and that I needed to be careful where one day it all falls off your head and lands on your chest because he had a really hairy chest. I For a long time, I believed that. I have no I, – I, I'm a North American hairless. Like, it is <laughs> – it is not I, – I keep on – and I do – it's so funny because I have this idea that I'm somehow going to, like, eventually start growing facial hair. Like, I'm going to hit, like, a 50-year-old puberty, yeah. and it is not going to happen. I don't – I think this is – I got what it is. It's going to – you know what it's going to be? Like, extra coarse ear hair. Yeah, something. no, I, I already have rock – my nose hair and my eyebrows are rocking and rolling. Like, they're <laughs> fine. I don't understand – like, I have a joke that I don't do anymore, but it's about how – like whoever's in the Andy Haynes hair department is really fucking up because my eyebrows, like I literally have to trim my eyebrows once a month, but I'm like going bald and can't grow facial hair. <laughs> like I, there's gotta be like genetics that like some, something messed up. Yeah. Like I, I was not supposed to be conceived at that, whatever arc of Virgo. <laughs> Yeah, the, your skin, the, this skin patch was supposed to be up here and vice versa, right? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. My dad is also a hairy guy. And I'm not. It's just, it's such a shame. How about um, mom? Mom is a hairy guy, too. <laughs> Mom's a hairy guy, too. <laughs> now. Now she's a hairy guy. That's, I, I do think that that's a sad one. Like, I've heard of guys, because there's so much cosmetic surgery now. I've heard of guys getting, because hair transplants is how you fix your hair now. You take hair out of the back and right. you put it on the mm -hmm. front, right? Some guys are getting hair transplants where they're taking hair and they're getting it put on their face. No. And that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. No, no, no. Like, you can't grow a beard so you get your pubes moved to your cheeks? <laughs> like, I'm not... You shouldn't do that, bud. That's a that's a losing fight. <laughs> get a pube hair transplant out above your eyes. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, you got some really curly eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Groucho Marx had. Yeah, exactly. Pube, pube brows. Uh, let's see. So we've covered, let's see, we've, so we've talked about your podcast. Now it's what, once a week, twice a week? It's twice a week. There's twice a free episode on Mondays and a Friday Patreon episode. Okay. Yeah. With, uh, with your wife, with your newlywed wife. With my newlywed You're basically getting to know each other. My new wife. <laughs> In public. Yeah. Yes. We're learning. It's like, uh, 120 day fiance. That's what it is. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, well, how about dates for the rest of the year? Are they are they starting to they're starting, starting to, to trickle dates? in? Yeah, I'm like um, I know I'm going to be in Chicago and Tahoe, San Francisco um, this summer, um, and then I know that I have some like Midwest stuff like St. Louis, Indianapolis um, in the fall. But it's all like I think everybody wasn't really ready for it to open as quickly as possible, so I keep on getting like 
pretty quick like turnaround uh oh sure so like i i have no idea what like the spring i'm gonna be at uh comics in connecticut next week so if you're in the um I don't know what area you call that, New England. If you're going to be in New England in <laughs> next week, yeah. if you're in New England next week, not if you're going to be, but whatever, I'll be at, uh, the. I think it's Mohegan Sun doing comics. Well, that sounds like a uh, casino. It is. Yeah. It's very much a casino. Uh, I don't, I hope I don't play. I, I'm always bad at gambling and, you know, I don't like lose the house, but I, it's just like, it's it's sadder than losing the house. I feel like in a way because I go in with like a hundred dollars and then I win like a hundred and twenty and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 watch out, you know, <laughs> watch out, sharks. <laughs> I'm here. I've profited twenty dollars. Uh, I love the fact that you go, you can go to a casino and you know there's gate, there's all these different games just surrounding you everywhere, and and then they they even sell you. I don't even know if it's everywhere, but I know on the one I'm picturing right now, they'll even sell you pull tabs. Yeah. So like you can gamble in between gamble stations. They they want your money however possible. It's I the thing that I don't understand about casinos is like almost nobody ever wins more than they showed up with. I yeah. feel like everybody's pretty happy to break even. And I, I feel like most people probably lose. And everybody keeps on going to casinos and being like, it's going to be different for me. And even I do it knowing that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm always like, but I'm like, wait, look at, they have a castle made of gold. Like, why do I think that I'm going to win this formula? The problem is, is I've gone with other people that win big. Yeah. And then you see that and you're like, well, my turn's next. Yeah. I'll, Clearly. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And it's like, no. But along those lines, I was looking at, you know, those uh, those apps where you can bet on like daily sports. Yes. Like fantasy daily sports yeah. stuff. If you go, I was looking into those a couple months ago and they will, at some point you get to the point where they show, their, uh, they give you honest you know, uh, facts about what they're doing. Yeah. And they'll tell you how hard it is to actually win. It's so fucking low, your yeah. odds of winning on that, on just like you're saying, like at a casino or on one of these apps. Yeah, there's a reason. Like they're telling you. There's a reason why these people are rich yeah. and we keep on being like, but I got, I got the answer. Yeah. You have a 10% chance of maybe getting a little bit of your money back, but you'll eventually lose it all. I'm in. I, yeah, I, a friend was really into poker. Remember when poker was like oh. the biggest thing in the world? Yeah. And he was, you know, spending his entire savings and living on poker. And he told me, he was like, um, he's like, it's fine. I talked to some professional poker players and they said you have to lose $50,000 to even learn how to play poker. And I was like, that's so much money for a card game. Like, you work at Amazon. Like, just let, play poker with your friends don't, don't this isn't gonna you aren't gonna be in the world series like don't do that it's such a risk yeah uh yeah what, where, what a college costs 50 grand a year because that'd be like the same i think any private college yeah. now i think i think colleges are like sixty thousand dollars a year I, now for a book i think yeah it's a, you get one textbook and <laughs> that doesn't include your room and board no. you're still living at home yeah i, I think nyu is like sixty thousand dollars for yeah. tuition so do that and then maybe you'll get a job but you might keep losing money and that's the funny thing too is like i think you know like a lot of times like with comedy w there's this weird thing where like it's i've chosen the like a very uh, unpredictable life yeah. and then i'll like you know i'll have a great year i'll have an amazing year and it's like well, one of my friends made like their third year in a normal job and i'm like 
Jesus Christ. I I'm glad that I have this job, but it is like, especially like a tech job. Like, don't go, don't gamble. Learn how to code. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. learn how to do production or something like that. Go copy, go to advertising school and then gamble for fun. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. But yeah, so uh, I'm. I probably shouldn't besmirch the gambling industry with how many casinos I need to work. But <laughs> they're the best. You, we could we could do uh, ten more hours here shitting on casinos, and they'll be fine. I do love the buffets. That's there we go. The, <laughs> the buffet at uh, I think it's the Cosmopolitan, the Wicked Spoon. Go to it if you're in Vegas. I went to a casino. I spent a night a few months ago and uh, did a little bit of gambling. Won a little bit. Congrats. Uh, but the one drawback was because of COVID, the buffet was not an option. Completely closed. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't understand why people are trying to, like, that's the funny thing about COVID is people are trying to force normal, like, normal life back so quick. And they'll, like, be like, oh, I went to a resort. And then I'll be like, oh, did you do this? And they're like, that was closed. And they're like, was the hot tub open? Closed. Was the gym open? Closed. Yoga classes? Closed. Beach? Uh, you could reserve a time to go to the beach. It was like, why did you go? Exactly. (laughs) Just buy, buy one of those cheap VR headsets and sit in your hot tub. Yeah. There you go. Your bathtub, not your, <laughs> and also make sure it's not plugged in to do the battery powered ones. Yeah, everyone in your scenario has a hot tub at home. Yeah, you guys all have hot tubs, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, choose one of them, whichever, yeah. whichever, either you know the West Wing hot tub or the East Wing, or maybe the outdoor, maybe your loner hot tub, whichever you know, and go sit in that and put on your your seventy five inch TV exactly, and that's how you get your beach experience <laughs> exactly. Andy, this has been great. It's been really fun, man. Thanks for having me back. Thank I you. hope uh, we don't have another eight-year hiatus between between our pod podcast yeah, meetings. Yeah, let's do closer to eight months than eight years. I would love that. All right. Thank you. Thanks, man. Oh, that was awesome, man.